Hello everyone and welcome to Faye Talks, also known as Food Allergy Youth Talks. My name is Gia and I'm the founder of Food Allergy Youth. I've had a multitude of allergies for as long as I can remember. I also underwent oral immunotherapy and desensitized myself to my allergens. I'm still allergic, but I can eat them all. I'm so excited to speak up for the youth population and offer my insights on this complex condition. Be sure to join me in my mission to educate, embolden, and make living with food allergies just a little bit easier. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fate Talks. I'm so glad you're able to join us today. In this episode, I'm joined by number one best-selling author of Nut Job and food allergy advocate Sonia Hunt. Sonia's journey with food allergies is truly inspiring and clearly showcases how your life can change once you take the wheel. She discusses how her experience with food allergies led to her holistic healing process. Sonia also shared her multiple food allergy-related projects she has worked on. This episode is overall really insightful, so I hope you are able to learn something new. And most importantly, enjoy the episode. Hi, Sonia. How are you? Hi. I'm so grateful to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming on. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you about your particular food allergy journey. And so I would love if you can start off by talking briefly about your personal food allergy story. Yeah. So, um, I always say I've been sick like my entire life, uh, which is a long time now. So I was diagnosed um, with severe food allergies, environmental allergies, and asthma mm-hmm. when I was three. Um, by, and we found out because I ate some peanut butter and jelly sandwich as a snack, like during a really big dinner party my parents were having at the house. Mm-hmm. And just taking a few bites, I actually went into anaphylaxis. And it was like complete chaos. There's a lot of people in the house and kids are in the backyard playing. And, you know, I'm like turning blue, can't breathe. Um, and, and the one saving grace was that like my parents had a lot of friends that were physicians who mm-hmm. were there. So they kind of knew what to do, although we didn't have epinephrine in the house. And so we were off to the ER. Mm-hmm. And after testing, you know, in the next few months after that, that's when we learned that I had asthma and that I also had environmental allergies. So uh, it was just like this crazy triple diagnosis that my parents who are from India, mm-hmm. just they had never heard the word food allergy before. Right. They were like, how does, how does somebody allergic to food when our other children are okay? Mm-hmm. And, and it started like this journey um, for the rest of my life, you know, mm-hmm. where as I've had many unfortunate anaphylaxis incidents, I've had many non-anaphylaxis, but emergent, you know, um, incidents because of my food allergies and, you know, like severe, like nosebleeds. And I was just constantly like, as a child, you know, I felt like sick Mm -hmm. and, and I was somebody who, as I got older, I got more food allergies. And so like in the height of it all, you know, I've clocked 32 food allergies, Wow, which are just crazy. And, and the worst, um, incident then happened in 2008, where it was the fourth time I had anaphylaxis from um, eating and I was with a bunch of friends. And I was at a restaurant and and what we figured out afterward was that there was cross contamination in the food. But then also there were some brand new food allergies that night. And so that really started a whole new path for me and journey to really just figure out like what is happening here in my life and 
you know, why did I not have an answer on like, what's going on with my body? What's the root cause of all of this? And so I went on a, you know, 10 years, a long time, but a 10 year journey really starting in 2010. Um, So what happened was in 2008, when I finally got out of the hospital for the next one year of my life, I had hives all over my body, which was like unbelievable, right? Like from my scalp, right? All the way down my toes, so gross. And I was like working and I was trying to hang out with friends and all that. And I just like, went into some other place because I just right. didn't want anyone to look at me all over. Then there's no way that you can just like ignore it and go on with your life as if nothing happened, you know? Oh my God. It was so bad. And, and so, so when I finally like healed that, you know, that was like post one year, then in 2010, I went on this journey um, to figure out like what's really going on here. And as I said, like, really transform my health, um, you know, to the best of my ability and and heal in in many ways. And and then in 2020, we found out that I was completely in remission from all of my allergies. Congratulations. That's so exciting. (laughs) Thank you. It's like hitting like the final goal that everyone with food allergies wants to reach. So that's really huge. So crazy. Thank you. So I'm so glad to hear that your journey was ended in success. So that's really amazing and inspiring to a lot of these people who are researching different um, treatments and ways to cure their food allergies. Um, So I had read on your website that you actually had a period in your life where you were 13 years free of any major reactions. And I know a lot of people with food allergies, when they first get diagnosed, they're just, they go to the doctor, they do their testing, they're given EpiPen saying, okay, go home, you know, you have your EpiPen, avoid these foods. And so one of their main fears is how do I not go into anaphylaxis? Like what methods do I take or precautions to avoid ending up in the ER, like, like have their life at risk. So what, Mm -hmm. what kind of precautions or methods did you take that do you feel help you the most during that 13 year span where you were reaction free? Yeah. So, and that was 13 years leading up to 2008 Uh before I had this incident. Right. So, so really, you know, all of my life, um, you know, our doctors were my best friends and my Mm -hmm. like parents' best friends. Right. And, um, nobody we knew had food allergies, like nobody in the Indian community had food allergies. So we, we were kind of on our own. And so we did everything, you know, that they told us to. So like, I didn't eat you know, what I was allergic to, right? Um, my parents started reading labels way mm-hmm. back, you know, when I was a kid, which, right. which nobody was doing. Um, I was on desensitization shots, mm-hmm. I was, uh, you know, on inhalers. And so everything we were doing medically at the time was about suppressing symptoms, mm-hmm. right? So they right. were like, don't eat food you're allergic to, which sounds easy, but we all know it's not easy. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and then take all these medications to suppress everything. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was doing all of my life. And then during those 13 years, um, there were incidents for sure where I would like get itchy mm-hmm. or I might have like right. a hive here or there, but you know, knock on wood, like nothing really was going because again, I was like, still on medication. Right. And I was just watching everything that I ate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always say, you know, a lot of times you're eating food, you're not allergic to, but that food isn't necessarily healthy. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. a realization that I had, you know, in 2008 was like, that 
my physical body, we were, we were always like working on that, but I never even touched my like mental, spiritual, emotional health, mm-hmm. which was that like, completely messed up, like just right. completely messed up. So, so that's when, you know, after those 13 years, I started to say, okay, wait a minute. It's just more than my physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not about suppressing symptoms because it's caused all these other issues for right. me on my mental health, my spiritual health, my emotional health. And, and I can't just take a magic pill necessarily for those. So how do I start to work on those? So that was like a huge realization, but for years it was, um, Western medicine and lots of it to suppress symptoms. And then as I had these anaphylaxis, you know, or, or, um, non-anaphylaxis incidents, right. Mm -hmm. The, the, the amount of medication I'd be taking was a lot. So even in 2008, when I went home from the ER, the, my bag like of medications was like, I was taking like 30 pills a day. Wow. And all like, you know, I had this like calendar and I was like, yeah. okay, 9 a.m., 12 wow. p.m., 3 p.m. That must PM, be so right? tough to manage, especially if oh you God. have like 50 lives and it's just, you, it's just a lot to keep track of as, as like one human, you know? It's so much. And you know, like they all come with side effects. Oh yeah. That's that was like the other huge kicker. Right. Um, and, uh, and so that's what started me thinking of like, More is there ways? Exactly. Right. Is there a different way that I can start to heal yes. my body? And if so, what is it? Right. Um, and starting to look for that. Yeah. I think that's really interesting that you sort of shifted your mindset that way. Cause a lot of people just get their medications, they deal with the side effects, they just accept it as it is, and they just struggle. And it's really sad to see that. And so I I find it really inspiring your kind of different approach to that. And I feel like a lot of these medications, and especially Western medicine, I know it's like a controversial subject, but um, you, you just, they just give you the pill. And I feel like it's just a temporary solution to a very deep rooted issue that's within your body. And I, I think that goes along with the holistic approach that you took with like mentally, emotional, spiritual health, all of that. And so segueing to the next thing I wanted to discuss was that after your reaction in 2008, how are you able to, like, you thought that you want to change your life and you knew you want to, you want to do that. Um, but how did you go through with that? Cause a lot of people, they like, just as an example, they just see like a motivational video and they're like, Oh, I'm going to go out and change my life. But then the next day they just like sit in their room and do nothing. So yeah, I, I think it's really incredible that you were able to follow through with it and actually take action. So how are you able to put your desires into action? Is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's such a great question. So, you know, the anaphylaxis and, and even if it's not anaphylaxis, right. When you have a very severe allergy yeah. reaction, it's life or death, right? right? At that point, you know, I was like, I'm not a cat. I don't have nine lives, right? right? So this was number four. And I just was sitting in the ER saying to myself that I'm just managing everything wrong. Mm-hmm. And I also felt like I was just doing life wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I here? Am I here to just be going through all these allergy incidents and be constantly in the ER, and, right? And take medication. Yeah. So I had like days where I was just in the ER, they wouldn't release me because of how big the hives were. Mm -hmm. And I was medicated, but I was just like, all these thoughts were going in my head. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I say that I made like this pact with the universe that if I was going to walk out of that door 
then I was going to change everything. Yeah. And there was like this, this, because it was my rock bottom. My right. compl- I'd never hit rock bottom in my life. That was mm-hmm. it. Uh, even though it had happened multiple times before. Right. And so there was like this teeny, teeny fire in me that was like, just pissed and, right. and mad. And yeah. like, I didn't want to be here anymore. I didn't want to have all this stuff all over my body. I didn't want to not enjoy my life. I didn't want to like not eat stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and I literally like the first thing I had to work on though, even though I had this fire was my mindset. Yeah. Cause I knew my head was all like messed up around. Right. Like I would look in the mirror and, you know, I, I grew up where, where in the magazines, they would say that you're only beautiful if you're five foot 10, hundred pounds, blonde, blue eyes. Right. I look nothing like that. Right. Yeah. I'm five, three, black hair, brown eyes, <laughs> dark skin. Yeah. And so it just contributed to so much of me, like not loving myself. Mm-hmm. And I was just tired of not yeah. feeling that love for myself. Right. And so I was sitting there and like, you know, viscerally, you can feel that, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so when I left the ER, even though I had all these hives all over me, I was like, you know what? I am just like mad and I'm going to like get even by getting healthy. Right. Right. And I had no idea like what path I was on. I had no Mm. idea that like I would, you know, eliminate my food allergies one day. Healing to me just meant like, you know, I wanted to be in this loving, nurturing, healthy place with myself, with my health, you know, regardless of what happens. Right. I wanted my mindset and my mental health to be thriving and in a good place so that I could deal with whatever comes through life. Yeah. So that was really what happened. And then, you know, I have this methodology, I call it micro steps. So it's like mm-hmm. every day I, and I'm a big about journaling and stuff and whiteboarding. Yeah. So every day I would take some step that just made me feel better every mm-hmm. single day. And there was not one day that I didn't do it because I knew it was life and death. And so mm-hmm. when you start to like, actually the research shows that like, if you start taking some small little step to better your health and you hit 21 days, right. like you actually start to put it into habit. Yeah. Um, and so I started reading and reading and reading so much, like even stories of how other people transformed their health mm-hmm. and what they did. And I kept seeing that pattern and it was like, I've got to do something every single day to better my physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional health. And I started figuring out what all that was. Mm-hmm. And then every day I would take those steps. And so that way, even if I had like, you know, uh, where I'd like kind of like mess up or go back down mm-hmm. the next day, I could get myself out of it and, mm-hmm. and kind of rise and keep going. Yeah. Um, but I, but I, the thing I said to myself was like, if you don't do this, you know, you will be dead one day. And, and then, you know you didn't really live your life. Right. Yeah. There's a saying where it's like, everyone, everyone dies, but not everyone truly lives. And I think that's, that's really like, once you realize that you only live once, that's when your true life begins. And I think that's really incredible that you were able to take that step. And that goes along with the concept of momentum because it's huge. Like you could, you can think that, oh, I'm going to go to the gym seven days a week, but 
you're going to do it one week and then just everything's going to fall apart the next. But even if you go to the gym for five minutes and you keep increasing that time as you go throughout the week, then you're going to want to eat healthier because you will, you want to stay in shape. So I think it, everything really builds from starting small. So I think that yeah. that's a really good approach um, that you follow through with. And again, attitude is everything. And yeah. so the way you perceive a situation is really going to it's going to how how that situation is going to work out it depends on your attitude and your mindset so what parts of your mindset did you have to alter and kind of reprogram your mind so that you see you so that you saw your food allergies in a different way and you were able to go on with that healing process oh my god all of it you know i was in <laughs> such a fixed mindset right i was yeah. like the person that had the ultimate pity party for myself every day right mm-hmm. like, like again not only just the way i physically looked or you know, I'd be like, oh, I'm fat or, you know, and, and that was never, none of it was ever true. Right. And my mind, it was very interesting. My mind could go from like one place to 10,000 in like mm-hmm. a moment, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. like, it's like going from, I have food allergies to like, you know, no one will ever talk to me again. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like living on the street. Like it was crazy. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. It was completely crazy. And so I, and so so I work, you know, I work in um, Silicon Valley in mm-hmm. tech mm-hmm. and, you know, one of the skill sets that I've always learned is kind of the strategizing, this whiteboarding. Mm-hmm. So I started to design my health mm-hmm. and I put a whiteboard in my house and I think about it as if you ever do um, create like a creative board or mood yeah. board. Mm-hmm. So I started to do that and I started to break it out by like, physical health and what I wanted to achieve and visualization yes. techniques. Yeah. Right. I'm really big on those. Right. And, and I started to think about like, what does my optimal health look like? My optimal weight, my, my, the food I want to eat, right. my life without, you know, food allergies. Um, and so I started to just strategize all of this. Mm-hmm. And then I, I am someone who's very analytical and trained in university as an engineer. Yeah. Then I started to dig deep into like, okay, well, you know, how do I start to change my mindset from something that's fixed to something that's growing? And Mm -hmm. so a technique like visualization, which has a lot of health benefits, it's really great. So the minute I sat down day one and started visualizing, you know, it took a while because I'd sit down, close my eyes, and I'm thinking about 10,000 other things. Mm -hmm, But when I finally got there, right, by Mm -hmm. day 21, I started to really visualize like, what could a healthy life look like to me mm-hmm. with my food allergies. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and what does that look like? And then I would go back and like, write it down, look at it every day mm-hmm. and figure out like, okay, so then what's that step that I actually need to take. And part of those were like making then conscious decisions like, well, okay, you know, you're, you're eating foods that you're not allergic to, but are the foods you're eating also affecting other parts of your health that are making you feel this way. And that was the case, right? There's a lot of like sugar, you know, carbs, things like that. Mm -hmm. So it was a very like detailed um, and like very analytical, Mm -hmm. but I find that um, someone like me, you know, I always say like, I needed a program Mm -hmm. and, and when I researched, when I got out of the ER, I kind of looked online for like a food allergy program and, and there's nothing Mm-hmm. So I created all of this and, and this is kind of like everything that's in my book. I have this whole program and it's, it's built on the embedding 
healthy themes into your life. It's mm-hmm. not like if you do one plus two, you're getting rid of allergies because right. nobody can tell that to you. Yeah. It's really about here are healthy things like changing your mindset, right? Why is that so important to life with food allergies? How can you start to do it? Mm-hmm. You know, like another s- step was um, consciously cooking. Why is that so important? Yeah. How do you do it? What does that yeah. mean? So, so I started to do all these things on a daily basis. Um, and then, you know, testing and tweaking and, mm-hmm. um, and throughout, and we, and I did this for a decade, like wow. I was like really in it. And I got yeah. so like healthy and my skin started to like really shine and mm-hmm. vibrate. My head That's started amazing. to be more clear, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. And, and somewhere halfway in between, as we tested my food allergies, we saw that the degree of, of severity was going lower mm-hmm. and lower and wow. lower. That's incredible. It, it was great that you were able to see that your hard work was paying off. And I, I think it's, it's really great once you're invested in something and sometimes you don't even see the goal, you're just so into the process. And I think that's the best part that once you really start loving the process and you don't even, you know, think about the end goal every day. I think that's when that goal comes nearer and closer to you. So yeah, one of the biggest things is just getting invested in the process and just loving that so much. Um, yeah. And with your journey through holistic healing and functional medicine, a lot of the people are doubtful of that. So how did you gain your trust um, in that and adapting those natural processes and like believing that they're going to work for you. Yeah. So step two in like my program, which I call three to be, so it's three steps to be healthy, be safe and be well, mm-hmm. right. That's like my, my mantra. And I mm-hmm. want to be healthy, be safe and be well in, in everything I do. So step two was about finding your, the right team, right group of people around you. And I only always worked with um, allergists, or primary care doctors mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, pulmonary yeah. doctors. I now brought into my world um, medical doctors that practiced Ayurveda yeah. and homeopathy and functional mm-hmm. medicine. So I needed to make sure they were MDs because if they needed to prescribe me anything, right. right? And, yeah. and so, so that was one big thing because there's a lot of practitioners out there, but they're not MDs. So that was yeah. a big thing for me and my mm-hmm. family. And then the second part was just, you know, honestly, like I was talking to my mom about how all the drugs after 2008 were just like, you know, they'd make me like brain fog and exhausted. And, and I had to, I have a job and I had to work and everything. Right, and so of course. she was like, you know, why don't we find an Ayurvedic doctor and why don't we try it? Because it's all holistic. It won't harm your body. And so mm-hmm. what I did was I had a conversation first with my allergist mm-hmm. and I said, what do you think? you know, and my allergist is amazing. And he was like, you know, um, yes, let's, let's bring someone like this into our team. And so Mm -hmm. we all work together. Oh, that's nice. The big thing was that the huge change was I drove the team. I didn't let them drive me. Mm -hmm. And I kind of said, right, like, all right, guys, you guys are now part of my medical team. Mm -hmm. And I want to, and now, you know, all the medications I'm taking my whole history but I want to look at other ways of, um, you know, herbs or herbal medicines uh-huh. or food as medicine or different ways of removing toxins from mm-hmm. the body 
and we're going to all talk about it. We're going to align around what I'm going to try. And then I went and tried it. So in this whole process, we found out that um, I had leaky gut. And so I started reading a lot about the relationship, you know, or is there a relationship between gut health and food allergies? Right. And so, um, so this was just things that from working with Western doctors all of my life, we never test for gut health, mm-hmm. never. Wow. Right. So yeah. that was like a huge revelation. And so, um, you know, I call this like expanding awareness to other forms of healing. And so yeah. when I got, because my mindset was in the right place, I just said, okay, I'm open to it. And, and the one main thing was I did not get off of my Western meds. Okay. I kept those going, kept those going. And then we incorporated some more herbal stuff from Mm -hmm. functional medicine, supplements, Ayurvedic. And then after one year, I was able to ramp up more of the Ayurvedic, you know, Ayurvedic and functional medicine type Mm -hmm. of herbs. Mm-hmm. And then ramp down the Western meds. Okay. And that was huge. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So like slowly, like totally slowly going off the meds. at your own pace. Right. And, and always like we all did it together. Mm-hmm. And so that was a huge thing. But for the first time in my life, I felt like in control of my health. That's, that's incredible. And that's really power. That's a really powerful feeling knowing that you're in control of what you're putting into your body and what's going on. And that full awareness is really important. And something that you said that really stood out to me was about your gut health. Um, because I know like the gut microbiome, it's, it basically controls your entire life. It's actually insane. I was reading, um, it like you're the gut feeling that you get. Yeah. Where does that come from? Well, there's a connection between your gut and your mind. And yeah. so what, what you're eating and the foods you eat actually control symptoms of anxiety and depression. So if you eat like really sugary foods and all the foods with saturated fats, you're going to feel more anxious and more depressed. Whereas if you feed your body like whole foods and everything like that, it's going to make a huge difference on your brain. So like you said about like the brain fog and all of that, like it, it just, there's a clear connection between your gut and your mind. So I think there's a lot of, um, new research emerging, which is really cool um, about your gut bacteria and how important that is. So it's great that you're able to take that approach as well. Yeah. Um, And yeah, so after your healing process and after your remission in 2020, which is really exciting, how has your life changed? Like, are you able to eat all the foods that you're allergic to or like to what extent? Yeah. So I have been slowly, Mm -hmm. you know, trying nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll be honest. I, I don't know that I ever even want to eat the stuff I never was allergic yeah. to. Right. Like it's yeah. been so long. Um, I think that the biggest thing is just a big, like sigh of relief and stress came off of me. And, and so like, when I go to a restaurant, I'm still very inquisitive. Cause I'll ask them like, well, what oil is in your fryer? Right. Or like, right. you know, I'll, I'll say that, you know, I used to have a very severe nut allergy. Yeah. Are there any nuts in this? So I will always do that. Yeah. You know, I always carry Epi. I always carry Benadryl. Um, yeah. But, you know, now it's, it's, it's kind of like this new world. And, and because we're kind of now also tra- getting out of COVID. Right. So when it happened in 2020, I was still home. I was cooking all my meals. So like everything was fine. Yeah. Right. In 21, 22, now we're starting to come out of it. And so travel or eating out is starting, you know, it's, it's become a thing yeah, again. So, so the way I interact is different, but um, yeah, you know, the, the, I don't think I'll ever start to like 
hey, let's just buy nuts and keep them in the house now, right? right? I'll always be like cautious um, Mm -hmm. with all of that. But it is like interesting, you know, like like I recently had a small piece of carrot cake Mm -hmm. and it had nuts in it, right? And it was just like a texture in my mouth that I was like, I had such negativity with all my life. So I kind of had it and thank God, knock on wood, right? Nothing happened and- but I was just like, yeah, like, I, I don't feel like I need to take any extra chances, you know, <laughs> like, I don't need to go eating Snickers or anything yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny, because I feel the same way. Like, I finished my oral immunotherapy around, like, right before COVID hit, like that February of 2020. And so like, it was funny, my last uh, food challenge, it was a sesame challenge. And it, it was like two weeks before COVID hit. So I was like in the house, like eating home food for like a year and a half. And then I was just like shocked into this outside world slowly as, um, as everything started opening up. And I just feel this like whole new attitude kind of just like that. The fear has been lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. Huge. And that like, just the mental block of like, just anxiety when you're at a restaurant is like completely different. But even when I'm at restaurants, I still ask like what's in this, just so I'm mentally aware of what's in it. So I'm not like completely in the dark. Um, and also I also have to watch for like the concentration of yeah. the foods that are in it. So it's just always important to ask and like carry up your pens as always. So yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. Um, and then I also want to talk about your program, which is three to B, um, yeah. you started that completely from the ground up. And so I just want to know how you kind of began your research process for that and how that came to be. Yeah. So, um, so in the very beginning, like I was saying, you know, I just, I'm just somebody, I felt like I needed a program to follow, right. Those right. daily steps. Mm-hmm. Cause I knew if I didn't do something daily, like, like it's you were saying, happen. like it doesn't even happen and, and it doesn't happen for long-term. Yeah. And so what I ended up doing was, um, you know, I read a lot mm-hmm. and, and we always say like, when you are living with food allergies, you're like the CIA, you're like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, everything oh, yeah. about food, you know, everything about your body right. way more than like anybody does. So hmm. we already have all that knowledge, right? So I was coming into it with a lot of knowledge. So I started to read a lot of like, how have other people transformed their health? Mm-hmm. And it, and a lot of it kept coming back to, you got to get into the right frame of mind, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I started to like lay out these steps for myself, which mm-hmm. was like, you know, mind, body, spirit. And the way I look at it is like, you know, not only reading, but reading a ton of research, but mm-hmm. then I went on like a massive interview cycle, like not only of all the doctors who are working with me, but interviewing parents, mm-hmm. interviewing other people with out food allergies, just other people who have transformed their health. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the practices I found, there were medical, literal, like medical research around, like, you know, changing your mindset, mm-hmm. right? And, and so everything I found, there's some kind of evidence based thing around it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, even like, in my chapter about cooking consciously, I talk about plant based, mm-hmm. and, you know, what that means for your body, you know, what that means for the planet, right. and what does it mean for your life with food allergies. So I went and that's why it took 10 years because a lot of it was like me researching the research right? and then interviewing and, and talking to like all these medical professionals. Mm-hmm. And then there is like a whole group of 
people out there who were incredibly inspirational, who mm -hmm. did, who, who got over some form of ailment and a big one. Mm -hmm. And what, what did they do? Right. And so I start, I started trying mm -hmm. what everybody else was doing. Yeah. Right. And, and then I, and again, on that big whiteboard in my house, then I started to come down to, as we test and we're tweaking things, I was like, okay, these are the things that actually were working for me. And like mm -hmm. the whole be well part of my program is what I call like humanizing food allergies. So learning to advocate and why is that so important, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and then like going off into the world and starting to use that voice to talk to people at restaurants, at parties right. or whatever, and feel confident in, you know, your own self to be yeah. able to do that. So it's very like the program is very also motivational and inspirational, mm -hmm. but it really has you take charge of your own health right. and of your own life. Yeah. And then use all of these techniques mm -hmm. that there's a lot of research on that, how they, how it really improves like your mental health or your physical health, right? Mm -hmm. There's a ton of research around going plant-based and what it does yes. to your physical body. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. So that's how I put the whole program together. Cause again, I'm not a medical doctor right. and I didn't want to give people any kind of hope or anything, but, but I absolutely believe in if you start to embed really healthy themes in your life, mm -hmm. you're absolutely going to get healthier for sure. Right. Yeah, no, that that's really great and incredible that you put in this immense work and effort so that it could benefit the lives of so many people. That's really, it's really inspiring. Um, and you also have a show on your website called Stir It Up. Um, <laughs> so I also want to ask you about just like the behind the scenes of that, like you in that show you try a bunch of foods and the first thought that came to my mind is like like behind the camera did you have like discussions with those people about your food allergies and how did you go about that trying so many different foods from so many different ethnicities and so obviously they have different ingredients and like different like I know in a lot of different countries they have different fruits and all that. So I'm always a little hesitant when it comes to trying that out. Cause I also have oral allergy syndrome. So I don't, I never know, like, is this a fruit that I'm going to react to? Yeah. So how did you go about the uncertainty and talk to them? Yeah. So, so this was like, so one of the biggest steps that I took in this whole program was I started to talk about what I was going through and mm -hmm. I started doing that in 2010. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was a while, it was 12 yeah. years ago. And, and you know, part of this process was I needed a creative outlet. And, um, and I thought, you know, I love like creating videos, yeah. and doing you know, stuff. So I came up with this idea for this like show. And um, I thought about it as be, you know, I'm a foodie with food allergies, mm -hmm. right? Because like grew up in a really big foodie yeah. family and, and everything. So when we were producing the episodes and, and talking to chefs, so part of it, again, like, right, if, if you think about what we were just talking about with advocating, yeah. a huge part of it was me not being afraid to tell chefs that, like, I want to shoot a video with you. Mm -hmm. And this is like a famous chef as well. Yeah. But I actually can't eat all this long list <laughs> of stuff because yeah. I could die. And yeah. would you like to do this with me? And like, they were flabbergasted, right? Everyone I shot with was like flabbergasted. A lot of them didn't know about allergies. Some of them mm -hmm. had like some kind of allergy in their family. Um, and we together sat and like talked about every single dish that we were going to make. 
And what we did was we created it all without anything like I was allergic to, right? Mm -hmm. And so in many cases, we were recreating the normal dish they would have made. And they were doing that for me. And we were doing that on camera. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it just had this like different vibe to it that was like fun. And and I love like um, street food in different countries, mm-hmm. right? Like I've been to all over Asia, right? But all of my food allergy incidents have all been in the U.S. Wow, never in oh, any other country, right? Mm-hmm. Super interesting. So, so I had different Asian chefs also, and I was like, you know, hey, if if I can't do soy, what can we do instead? Mm. Right. Yeah. If I can't do sesame, is it crucial to the dish or what can we have instead? Mm-hmm. So now you're making the chef think like, okay, this is a great challenge. Okay. And they all kind of exactly. saw it as a challenge. <laughs> That's incredible. And um, and then I just ended up building like all these amazing friendships with people yeah. because and then as I got that, you know, series out you know, I was marketing it and I would meet other chefs and we'd do these food allergy dinners all over the mm-hmm. country. And everybody was like, okay, Sonia, like the number one thing I don't want to happen is like, I don't want you dying in my dining room. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to like make sure that like, they're That's like, good, we don't yeah. want that. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, but it does. But, you know, I've been on the opposite side of the spectrum where there are restaurants and chefs or restaurant owners that are like, we don't want you eating here. It's too much liability. We're scared. We don't know how to deal yeah. with you. And and they don't want to talk to you about it. And yeah. I just say, okay, no problem. Like, you know, maybe another time and leave. Yeah. So, so a lot of this went back again to like my attitude that had to be changed. Mm-hmm. My mindset had to be yeah. changed. And I was very grateful for anyone who took an interest in my situation and wanted to help. Yeah. And if they didn't, I wasn't like, you know, I hate you. I was, yeah, no you know, personal. I was, yeah. there's not, yeah, I was just like, thank you for being honest. Yeah. And then I'll just move on. Um, yeah. 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 It's definitely better if they're honest and upfront about it rather than saying that they can handle it and then they can't. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's better to be upfront about it, of course. And yeah. obviously we have to talk about your book, which is called <laughs> Not Job, How I Crushed My Food Allergies to Thrive. And you talk about your very unique journey. It's number one on Amazon, which is so incredible. Congratulations on that. Thank you. And something that really stood out to me was the cover art in the front of the book. So you yeah. have like the peanut as eyes and then on the lips, is that peanut butter? Well, so first of all, thank you. And and like, I'm so like excited. Um, Nobody's ever asked me about the cover. Like, <laughs> Uh, so I'm like, thank you so much. So yeah. I designed the cover myself mm-hmm. and, and it's me. So, mm-hmm. um, so the peanuts are my whole life. I saw, you know, life through a lens of my wow. nut allergy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the, what looks like peanut butter and the blue mm-hmm. that's being in anaphylaxis and dying. Oh, okay. Um, the, uh, the reason why it's a statue is because I always felt like all my life, I had to look like I had it all together mm-hmm. to everyone else where inside I was crumbling. Yeah. Right. Um, behind her, there's like a pinkish, yeah. looks like crocodile. Mm-hmm. That's my life with hives. Mm-hmm. And, and then I put it into a frame because, you know, especially during that one year having hives all over my body, 
I felt like I was just constantly on public display mm. and everywhere I would go, if once I finally did leave the house, everyone would just stare at me and be like, what is all over that girl's yeah. body? And I was like, how could I represent this? And I thought, oh my God, like a painting in an art gallery, yeah. right? Where everyone's like staring at it. Right. So it's so, there's so much like depth into, like I woke up at 3am one day and I sketched that out. I love it. Was it. Just, like, it yeah. In my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it has so much meaning. And I was like, I have to know. What There's so much is. meaning. And then, and then she's wearing earrings because I'm like, really, really, I love earrings. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I have to put little yeah. earrings on her. <laughs> I was also thinking like the blue, cause like look like teal, like food allergy sort of. Mm-hmm. So I, it can have multiple interpretations. So I was like, I want to get to the bottom of this. It's really yeah. cool. Thank yeah, you for you asking. Put a lot of thought into this. So that's incredible. Yeah. Um, and obviously when you're writing a book, you have so many life experiences. You're like, which, how, how do I kind of condense it and create a book that has what I want to share with the world? And so what is the main message that you wanted people to get out of your book? Yeah, so I would say, you know, I, I wrote this book primarily for me. Mm-hmm. Right. It was very cathartic to yeah. get all of this out and just how I was feeling for right. decades, like mm-hmm. managing all of this. Yeah. Um, and and what I really you know, want to tell people is that, you know, this is the one life we get. Right. This yeah. is like our one vessel. And for so many years, I didn't like really respect it. Like I hated on it. Mm-hmm. I didn't take care of it. And yes, like I have food allergies, but there's also a million people out there that don't have like a leg or an arm or they, they don't even have food. Right. Right. We see yeah. a lot of that poverty in India. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I want people to get that like little fire that, you know, thank goodness I got in me mm-hmm. to really start to like own who they are, mm-hmm. love that person, right? Like, learn to love your life with food allergies and start to take whatever steps you think you need to take on a daily basis to get healthier. Right. And to just start healing all of this toxicity that we deal with, with allergies and all of that negativity. And, and I wanted to tell people like, even though it took me 10 years, I figured it out. I did it. And I really want to motivate you. And I really want to inspire you to like look within mm-hmm. and lead that best life that you can. Yeah. And that's like what my whole life post the book, right? I'm like so dedicated right. to this stuff um, and, and helping people do that. So yeah. um, it was, it was you know, a really big journey for me, yeah. but um, I'm really glad that I went through all of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and now I just really feel like I've been in this place where I'm just like really living. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. And congratulations on you for that because personal growth is one of the most probably incredible things that you'll achieve in your life ever. So that's really huge that you're able to take that step and create a book that can be a catalyst for so many people in their lives to kind of inspire them to change. So that's amazing that you were able to put that out in your book. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. And throughout your journey, I'm sure you had ups and downs. So how do you, how did you manage those ups and downs and kind of bring yourself back up when you were at your low? Yeah. So a whole bunch of different things. Like, um, so the biggest thing was 
learning how to become self-aware, yeah, right? And, and know what you're feeling, right? So know like, okay, right now I'm feeling depressed or right now I'm feeling sad or right? So there's a lot of like time to just figure out what all these yeah. feelings are. Then the next part of it was like, so, so I have a dog and mm-hmm. when you train a dog, one of the methods you can use is there's like this little clicker mm-hmm. that, you know, when you like maybe throw the ball and you say, come, you kind of click. And what happens is they associate that like click mm-hmm. with some action. Yeah. So I kind of started doing that to myself. Mm-hmm. So like, imagine if I'm like, you know, getting down on myself when I shouldn't be, Yeah. I literally would take my fingers and just go like, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Right. And, and then immediately I would follow that up with like, okay, in order for me to get out of this low now, sometimes I would go just leave the house and go outside in the sun Mm -hmm. or I'd go walk or I'd go run. Sometimes I put music on and dance even for like five minutes Yeah, and, and just like, get me back into some like energetic, better place. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's all these, like, again, these kind of techniques that I researched and and I started doing on myself. And, but the biggest thing was like, feeling that emotion right away. And if it was something that was negative or I didn't want, I would just snap my fingers. Right. right? And then, and then mentally that snap would just click and I'd be like, okay, I got to go time out and I got to go get myself out of this place. Yeah. um, And put myself in a much better place where I can make a better decision for myself. Cause you don't want to make like a, not a good decision for yourself. If you're in that bad place. Exactly. Um, so it was a lot of that kind of stuff. And the Mm -hmm. other like big thing was I, I started to, so part of that, um, team of people was Mm -hmm. also, you know, people in my family, people, you know, besties. Yeah. And sometimes I would text somebody and be like, I literally need to talk like right now, are you free? Yeah. And then if somebody would be like, no, then I had already sent that same text to somebody else. And usually there's somebody who's like, yes. Yeah. And then I would just be like, okay, I don't need any like advice, but I just need to get this off my chest. And then, and so my friends like who are part of that inner support group, Mm -hmm. I I had told them that like, I'm going to be reaching out to you like this when I need it. And like, if you can be there for me, I'd really, really appreciate it. And I would do that for them as well. Yeah. And that, that's really great. I think having a support system is huge, especially when you're going through such a transformational journey. Um, it's incredible to have that hotline, you know, just whenever you need it, quick call, you know, regroup. Yeah. Cause, cause especially if you have someone that, you know, you can trust, they sometimes know you better than you know yourself. So they know yes. your tendencies and patterns and how you truly are as a person. And I think that's the best way to kind of regroup yourself and get yourself back on that track is other people, like your people who are really close to you, reminding yourself of who you truly are. And I think sometimes you need that and that's great. You so need that, you know, like I literally would sometimes text one of my best friends and say, like, I just like, I hate these hives like yeah. so much. Right. And then she would call me and and we'd establish, I was like, okay, I hate these hives. I need something motivational from you. Go. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. <laughs> and she would, you know, um, yeah. and it's exactly what I needed. And then we'd be off the phone in like five minutes, 10 minutes max. And then I'm better. Yeah. No, that that's really great. Um, and so before we close off the podcast, the one thing that I ask all of the, all of the guests that come on is what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone with food allergies? That's a really big question, but it could be on any topic that you choose. 
Yeah. Um, so your life does not end just by having food allergies. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think if there's a way that you can learn to love them, right, mm -hmm. accept them and love them as right. a part of you, that's the biggest thing that started to set me free, mm -hmm. you know, because I always carried so much hate or negativity, mm -hmm. like, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't do that. Right. But you can always find a way to do the things that you want with oh, no. them. But we just have to get out of it. So I would mm -hmm. say like, really loving yourself, loving your food allergies, right? accepting yourself, accepting right. your allergies is yeah. the biggest, biggest you know, advice that I have for everybody, because I really just don't want to see anybody go through what I went through. Right. Um, and I went through it so many times. Yeah. And for some reason, I'm still standing. And I feel like that's to There's do all of this. That. Yeah, no. Yeah. Right. I'm and so that could be you as well, or it could be the next person as well. And so Absolutely. we need you. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I totally agree. Acceptance is key. And I feel like once you accept your situation, that's when you can truly make an effort and take that next step to advance and progress from that um, position. So yeah, that's a really yeah. great piece of advice. And thank you once again for coming on. I really thank appreciate you. it. I think it's an incredible topic that you discuss for the audience. And I think they'll definitely gain a lot of insight into this new method. And yeah, so thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yes. No, I, I think you're so amazing and I'm so, <laughs> so grateful. And um, yes, and you can always reach me um, at soniahunt.com and yes. send me an email. I read every single email. Um, so, you know, I'd love to, to talk to people and you can read all up about me, about the book, find me on social media, all on the website. Definitely. And I'll also be sure to link all of your information in the podcast episode and all the bio for all of that. So yeah. Thank you. I hope you had a great time listening. I really appreciate the support and thank you.